0: broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Pensacola, Florida. It's time for Pensacola Business Radio now. Here are your Business Radio X host. Hey, good morning everybody. Keith over here broadcasting live and I have uh I have with me on the other side of the Skype uh line here is uh Miss Stevens who has uh obviously been a guest here before and uh one of our regulars who is living in the real estate world but has uh, is personally if you ask me sort of flipped it upside down no pun intended but uh good morning Mitch <laughs> or good afternoon I guess it is by now but uh, thanks for joining us hey thank you man I flipped it upside down I like
1: it <laughs> you can have that one <laughs> I'll bill yeah. you later
0: um <laughs> so for those that don't know tell everybody kind of what you do in in the world that you live in
1: uh I've been full-time creative real estate investor in San Antonio, Texas since March of 1996. I've uh, probably purchased well over 1,500 houses and sold them since that time. And But I have a little bit of a unique twist. I like to owner finance my sales. So when someone buys a house from me, they give me a down payment and they agree to make payments to me for you know 20, 25, 30 years. So I am the bank. I'm not a landlord. And that's my, my strategy of choice. It doesn't always work out that way. So I know how to do all different kinds of strategies to make money in creative real estate investing. But you know, everything from subject twos to, to mini storages and flipping contracts and, I don't know, lease options, you name it, I've, I've, I've done it. But I, I like to do owner financing. I like to sell my houses on payments.
0: So how does that make it different than an owner going to a bank?
1: Well, it changes everything when you when you don't have to go to a bank because I buy my houses with private money. I use private people all over the United States. They agree to, you know, they tell me how much money they want to get out, and then I, I I go out in the marketplace and I find a property. And you know, let's say a guy wants to get out five hundred thousand bucks. He doesn't send me five hundred thousand dollars. He doesn't send it to an attorney. He doesn't do anything. He just waits for me to send him a deal. So I send him over a deal. and Say, look, here's a house I can buy for fifty thousand. I need fifty-two thousand for this house. Uh, I usually borrow two thousand more than it takes to buy it because there's always some expenses and advertising, sure. and it usually costs about two grand to find the kind of houses I'm looking for. And so I borrow fifty-two thousand from this private person, and I agree to give them an eight percent rate of return, and I agree to give them a first lien on my property as per the title company. Right, and they get a first lien on the property, and I'm going to own or finance that property for a hundred thousand dollars. So um, I'm able to owner finance that house, say for a hundred thousand with with ten thousand down, and I'll carry the balance of ninety thousand at ten percent for thirty years. So that's my model. And let's just run the numbers real quick. So I've borrowed fifty two thousand from my private lender. I owe him, uh, let's just say round numbers, three hundred and fifty dollars a month. And you know, if I don't pay this private lender, he gets my hundred thousand dollar house. That's why I gave him the first lien. So he's you know in a reasonably protected position the guy who loans me the money he um he's making eight percent which i i think eight percent's a fair rate of return what i'd say think, it's Keith? a pretty
0: darn good rate of return
1: yeah well given the fact that if i don't pay you the eight percent that i'm promising you then you get my hundred thousand dollar house do you think that's a pretty safe position yeah, or a reasonably yeah. safe position yeah you know so so i'm paying this guy 350 and then i sell the house for a hundred thousand dollars to a person who wants to live in it and they give me ten thousand down and they move in and they owe me. Uh, you know, eight hundred and fifty dollars a month, principal and interest. So I've picked up ten thousand dollars up front, and I picked up five hundred dollars cash flow. See, they pay me the eight fifty, and then I got to pay my lender three fifty, and I keep the five hundred in the middle. But the real trick is, is, I'm not a landlord. It's not my air conditioner. It's not my sink. Right. It's not my toilet. It's not my hot water heater. So if if you know if the person I sold the house to has some Maintenance to do on the house—it's his maintenance. It's not my maintenance. I sold the house to him on payment, so I am not a landlord. I am the bank. Right, and that's how that works. So, with you being the bank and stuff, do you have a minimum, you know, dollar investment that you
0: that you need to happen to make it worthwhile?
1: Well, I try to accommodate all kinds of private uh, investors because, you know, sometimes there's a lot that I can pick up for ten thousand that I can sell for thirty. You know what I mean? I can owner finance for thirty. So. Uh, you know, those low amounts don't come around as often. I average about thirty to sixty thousand dollars per that's what I need per purchase, per acquisition, between thirty and 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 sixty. But that doesn't mean I don't have twenties and fifteens sometimes. I mean there's a whole lot of things you can buy. I've bought mobile homes on land, I've bought mobile homes on rented lots that I didn't own and owner financed them. I've I've bought all kinds of stuff right that that is Related to someone's home. I mean, it's their home. Someone lives in it or lives on it. You know.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, so you, so you've got a, a network of of private investors that that help jump in or at least back you, and then you've got your your customers or your clients, and that's just John Q. Public, right? I mean, anybody looking for a house, you know, can find you somewhere and 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 come and and see what you got. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. Well, my my inventory is held at homes dot net. Homes the number two go dot net, and that's where I post my inventory for people to see. Now, you'll go there and you'll have to enter your name and your email address uh, and your phone number to get in. But that's how I keep track of, you know, that's how I stay in touch with my customer base. Um, You can opt out of any text messages you get from me, but I'll be sending you a text saying, you know, I got another house for sale with owner financing. Would you like to see it? Click here. And if you ever want off that text message list, you just reply with the word stop and it automatically gets you off. But you got to give me your information to get in. Yeah, so, yeah. Okay. You know. And then where,
0: where's your is your inventory specific to one location, or are you all over the place, or is it global, or U.S. or what?
1: Well, it it works in a lot of the U.S. It doesn't work in every part of the U.S. But but um, I'm in San Antonio. I just deal in San Antonio. So all, almost San Antonio. Maybe I have a few houses in Houston or Dallas. But I mean, um, those are little you know uh, partnerships I do with people that I've. I've met and like and have done business with for a long time. Right. Um, but I mostly bought those 1500 houses in my hometown. So there's not a lot of streets. That I haven't <laughs> have owned your, a house on. on them. <laughs> yeah, it's like someone goes, oh, I live over on you know Finfield. I said, yeah, I, I have a, I've had a couple of houses on Finfield. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter. We we like to play a game. My wife and I, we drive through town, and well, she doesn't like to play it, but I like to play it. <laughs> she, she's actually sick of it, but uh, we drive through town, and I just as we start crossing streets, I start going, I had a house on that street, and I had a house on that street, I had a house on that street. Yeah, she's We've over We've had it a house on <laughs> that street. Yeah, she's over it, but I never get over it. I, I, don't know. I'm, I'm a house junkie. So I hear uh, you. I'm addicted.
0: So and Okay, so now one of the cool things that you do is that you teach a lot of other people how to do this. So you're not just, uh, this was a skill I know because we've talked before that you sort of fell into and realized you were good at and gave it your all and it's been very successful. But now you're teaching a whole bunch of other people how to do it too.
1: Yeah, well, I wouldn't say, you know, it's all relative. Uh, there's people out there that teach thousands of people a year. I, I'm not a millhouse. I teach some people how to do it. I'm, I'm pretty low key compared to most people. For one is... If you hire me I don't sub you I don't sub you out to one of my students who bought 20 houses last year. Right. I mean, you get my phone number. So, you're talking to me. So I can't take hundreds of people per year. I can maybe take 30 people a year, but it is one-on-one and it is kind of it's 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 in, what's the word? intimate. It's it's mm-hmm. more intimate than the, the other the other sure things because it's me. Now, I've had gurus all over the country tell me that I'm really doing this all wrong and that I'll never be able to scale it and all this other stuff. And to which I say, I don't care. I don't, I don't want to, that's not what I'm doing.
0: Right. Yeah. So, um, okay. So walk me through some of that. What is some of the, some of the stuff you're teaching? I'm like, how do you get started in this?
1: Well, I mean, nothing start, nothing happens without finding a bargain house. So, you know, we talked about one time, I think my book, 200 plus ways to find bargain properties. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, where I talk about all the different ways to find, houses and how we find these um houses even in great times like now like right now San Antonio real estate market is hotter than a pistol i mean the people are putting their their houses in mls for sale and they're getting three and four offers over the sales price over what they're asking so people are competing for those houses but that doesn't mean that situational properties aren't happening every day in San Antonio. And when I say situational properties, I mean, there's just situations. People that have to sell a house that the foundation's cracked and they don't have the money to fix it. The house isn't going to qualify for a new loan. They're looking for a cash guy. Right. They're looking for someone to stroke a check for cash for this house because it's not going to get a new loan. So people like me, who are not afraid of cracked foundations, go in there and buy the house and fix the foundation. We have the money to fix it. And then we, you know, remarket it. Um, anything from little kitchen fire to... Um, I don't know, a title issue where you can't find an heir or heirs are fighting. You know, I, I, I buy all kinds of situational properties. It's the hardest thing to get over to the real estate agents. It's like, look, I want to know about the houses that you refuse to list, right. the ones you turn right. down. I, I need that. And they're like, well, why in the world would you want that? He says, well, I live in a different planet than you. Right. I can solve the problems that you can't deal with. You know, three days before foreclosure. You can't list a house and expect to sell it and have a closing in a, in a realtor's mind. You know what I mean? They're yeah. used to taking weeks or months to close. Uh, you know, I can close in 24 hours. I, you know, I can stop that foreclosure. I know how to stop it. I know. Anyways, I know how to do it. Yeah. So when you're going to throw it in the trash can, pull it back out of the trash can, just send say. it to me. And if I buy it, I'll send you a check for a thousand or 500 or 1500, whatever it can take. Right. I'll send you some money, but it was all money it was all found money, right? Because you're going to throw the lead away.
0: Right, right, exactly. As I say, one man's trash is another man's treasure, right?
1: That's right, that's right. And so I mean that's what, I mean, I spent 22 years in San Antonio cultivating these relationships with, what do they have? 10,743 realtors, I think, wow. last I checked here in town. And so, you know, I only need to be friends with about 100 of them that know what I'm doing, that appreciate what I'm doing, that understand, because every realtor in the world that's doing anything at all Comes across at least one deal a year they should buy, right? But they don't. And yeah, so exactly. I, I just want them to think of me second. You know, think of yourself first, and then you don't buy it for whatever <laughs> reason. Right? Think call me second, and if I have a hundred realtors like that, that's a hundred houses a year. So I I I love my realtors, the ones that I love the hundred. You know the other right. ones. I'm, 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 I'm trying to date, but they, you know, they, they're running around. They're, <laughs> they're not, not taking me out to dinner, are they? Yeah, they're, they're not saying yes to my, you know, I'm proposing to them. They're not right. saying yes.
0: All right. So, so if you want to be, let's just say you wanted to become a real estate investor, or you wanted to be on on the private side of this, how does that work? You know, can I call you and be like, hey, I'm, I'm one of the guys that can throw some money at some things, and, and you know, is this a good investment for somebody looking to build a portfolio or? Make a, a quick dollar? Or how, you know, how's uh, you know,
1: If you're, I can't stop anyone from calling me. If you want to call me, call me. Have, <laughs> my phone number's everywhere. I'm not hard to find. You just have to know how to spell my name. I have two first names. It's Mitch, M-I-T-C-H, and my last name is Stephen, S-T-E-P-H-E-N, like a first name. And so I got, you know, just don't put an S on the end or a V in the middle and you can find me. I'm all over the place. Um, you can mostly find me probably under the book series, My Life in a Thousand Houses. Or you can go to 1000houses.com. I'm all over the place. But um yeah, if someone expresses an interest, I just start sending over a deal to them and say, Look, well here's one. You wanna do this house? or you know, it's it cost you know, it's gonna cost me this much and these are the particulars on it. This are the houses that sold down the street and this is what I can own or finance it for and this is what's gonna happen. I know exactly what I can sell these houses for. I've been here long enough I know the I know the culture of almost every street and every neighborhood. I know, you know I'm not bragging, Keith. It's just that we've done something for twenty when you do something for 22 years in the same location, you kind of, you kind of start to hammer it out. You know. You, you, yeah. know,
0: you just know. You get the, you get the gist of, of what's going on.
1: Yeah. You see what neighborhoods are changing, which, you know, where you need to be, where the growth is. Ones that are declining, you're going to reduce your prices a little bit. Everything right now is going up, though. Nothing's declining right
0: now. Yeah. So do you think we're about to hit a bubble? With, with the way that, that real estate. We're always
1: about to hit a bubble and it's always (laughs) out in the future, right? It never, there's, there's always a bubble coming now. Is it coming in 12 months or
0: 36
1: months? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, before the new president came in, I was sure we were headed to one within two years, but I don't know. There's so much optimism right now that, uh, I don't know. He could push it out. Right. He could keep pushing it out. So, um, here's the thing. My business with my owner finance business really booms in the recession. And I'm not telling you that I'm praying for a recession because it just doesn't seem right to pray for a recession. Um, There's a lot of other people out there that don't need a recession. But personally, my business does really well in a recession. I boom like crazy in the recession. So here's why. Um, what happens to houses, the prices of houses? Well, no, let's back up what causes the recession, or, or if it doesn't cause it, what is the next reaction in a recession? What do banks do? Do they do they loan a whole bunch of money during the recession, or do they clam up and don't loan any money? Yeah, exactly. They'll clam up. They clam up. So uh, when, when the recession hits, the bank's going to clam up. It's either going to cause the recession, or it's going to be a result of the recession. But either way, they're going to clam up. What happens to the prices of houses when the banks don't lend money? They go Price up. Or, no, well, the, no, the down. prices they go down because no one can borrow money to buy the houses, and not very many people have cash, or a lot less people have cash. So the the demand for the ability to sell houses becomes really difficult, and and so the prices drop when people can't buy houses. What kind of houses are they living in? If they can't buy a house, what are they doing? Yeah, they're they're, renting
0: they're either they're renting rent- or they're remodeling their own, right? If they if they get yeah, the hankering.
1: well, they're either renting or they're moving in with their in laws and renting a room. But right. they're renting, Basically, I mean, very few people go under a bridge. I mean, there'll be some that you know the recession hits and they go under a bridge. Well, that's a handful of people, but most people, they just can't buy a house anymore, or they can't, or they get foreclosed on the house they have, and then then they have to go rent, and so. No one's buying houses, so the prices of the houses drop. That's a good thing for a real estate investor. And then the rents start to go up because no one can buy a house, so they're renting. Right. And so there's a lot of pressure on the rent, so the rent goes up. Guess what my owner finance sales price is based on? It's based on the rent.
0: Right, right. Okay. I
1: back in. I back into the rent formula because my, my theory is a person paying $1,000 for rent would rather pay $1,000 to own. Cool. So I just grab whatever the house is renting for in that neighborhood. I subtract the taxes and the insurance, and I work a little formula, and I figure out how to sell this guy this house for the same $1,000 a month, including the taxes and the insurance. But all he has to do, the separator is he has to have a down payment that I'm happy with. Right. So you know, I'm letting his down payment be his credit because the people that I'm selling to don't have good credit.
0: Well, so that was going to be one of my questions was… Are you checking credit scores and things like that?
1: Well, I look at them, but I expect them. You know, I, you know, if they had perfect credit, they could go get a loan. But even people with perfect credit couldn't get a loan in the recession. They just didn't want to give out money. I mean, they eventually they could, if they hung in there and kept giving them paper after paper and, and verification after verification, they could finally get a loan. I knew people with 780 credit scores that took months and months to get a loan because right. it's just like the bank just didn't want to part with the money. But they would eventually if you just didn't go away.
0: And then their, their rent stays the same, right? Their payment stays the same regardless of what, how the market goes up or down?
1: Well, the, the rents will go up in the recession. So here's my point. In a recession, the reason why my business is good is because I own or finance houses and I use other people's money to buy the houses. I don't need a bank on either end. I don't need a bank to buy the house during the recession, which is a good thing because the banks quit lending, right? That's why the prices fell because the banks quit lending. So I go to private people and I buy these houses at the low of the low. A private people loan me their money and I buy the house and I give them a first lien on the house and I pay them 8% interest payable monthly, annual interest, 8% annual interest payable monthly. So I didn't need a bank to buy it. So now I can buy all the houses. I, you know, in, in the recession of 2008, by 2009, I was buying a house a day. Wow. I bought a house a day for 40 days in a row until I scared myself. Yeah, right. Because when you're buying a house a day, you're not selling a house a day or you're not fixing a house a day. You're just buying houses, throwing them over your shoulder, going to the next one. And you look up one day and you have 40 vacant houses. Right. So it kind of scared myself. Um, Next recession, I won't be scared because I got it figured out. But (laughs) So so I was buying a house a day in the recession because I was able to use OPM, other people's money. Right. and, And they're loaning it to me because I'm giving them a first lien on that property. And, and then I'm selling it based on the rent. Well, the rents are going up during the recession. So the, my owner finance sales price is appreciating. So people who are owner financing houses to buyers in the recession, the price of their house is going up with the rent.
0: Wow. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and so I'm buying at the low of the low with other people's money and I'm selling at higher than I've, they've ever sold for before. It doesn't matter that the appraisals won't come in right. because I don't need an appraisal. It's me and if me and the guy across the desk can agree on a down payment and a payment, then we're we're good to go. And the guy across the, the desk, he's never gonna be able to buy a house with a new loan or through the traditional ways. All he knows is, is he's either gonna throw away a thousand dollars a month to the landlord or he's gonna give a thousand dollars a month to me to own. And which one's better? Right. Well, most people think that owning the house for a thousand dollars a month is better. And the reason why it's better is because and, you know, my, my, my house payments are fixed for 20, 25, 30 years. Um, that rent's not fixed. If they continue to rent, what will the rent be in 10 years from today? What will the rent be in 20 years from today? Right, right. What, it's a variable. It tw- yeah, but their house payment's always going to be the same to me. The only thing that could vary is the taxes, and the insurance, but, you know, everybody everybody's going to live with that. Right. Cool. So that's why my business booms, and that's why, uh, I've uh, you know, so far in my career, I've never filed bankruptcy. I've never... Given a house back, I've never been in foreclosure. I've, I've I've never I've never lost one of my houses. Uh, by the grace of God, thank you very much, and knock on wood, and yeah, all right. that good stuff. I mean, um, one of the reasons is I don't over leverage. I average borrowing fifty eight thousand dollars for a hundred thousand dollar house. I average 50 per, 58% percent loan to value. So on a hundred thousand dollar house, I average borrowing fifty eight thousand bucks. That's not over leveraging. Right, right. That's a
0: and, That's and, a and good if strategy. I ever
1: I never let my investors loan me more than 65% of the owner finance value, never over 65%. Now, there have been houses I wanted to buy for 70% or 80% because the days on the market in that neighborhood at certain times was like you know five days on the market. And so I knew I could make 20 grand or 30 grand in like eight days. And so I would pay way more than normal, but because it was an exceptionally hot neighborhood um, but I don't, but if I, but if I'm going to pay over 65%, I put everything above 65% out of my pocket. Right. I never let my investors in over 65% and I average 58%.
0: That's good, man. That's good. So, um, Mitch, we're getting to the, uh, to the end of time here, but if anybody wants to learn anything else or, or find out some more about you, where can we send them to?
1: Um, Go to 1000houses.com. There you got all kinds of free stuff. If you're interested in the house flipping business, if you just want to learn more about me, you can read my books. Uh, There's three books under the My Life in a Thousand Houses series. My Life in a Thousand Houses, Failing Forward to Financial Freedom, which is probably the most entertaining story-filled autobiography of basically a dumbass who figured out how to make some money (laughs) and rinse and repeat. And then because of that book, I wrote the other two books, which people kept asking me, How in the world do you find so many houses? I, I, I buy about hundred houses a year on average. Right. And uh so I wrote My Life in a Thousand Houses, two hundred plus ways to find bargain properties. And then last but not least, I wrote the book I always wanted to write, which is my particular thin little niche where I owner finance properties. And I wrote the book, My Life in a Thousand Houses, The Art of Owner Financing. And it's about how to create cash flow without being a landlord, without having to be a landlord and have all those liabilities. Anyways, 1000houses.com, 1000houses.com, and man, there's all kinds of stuff there. You'll, you'll, you'll get more of me than you want. <laughs>
0: Very cool. Well, thanks for hanging out with me uh, this afternoon, and uh, uh, I wish you the best of luck and to keep going. And so let me get us out of here, but hang on the line for a second. Uh, guys, you can find us at Picola Radio X on Twitter. You can find us at Picola BRX on Facebook, or you can find us on our website at pensacola.businessradiox.com. This has been Pensacola Business Radio, where business is good and your work matters.